This is the Protect Help Give Show with J.M. Ryerson. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Protect, Help, Give podcast. I have a very special guest, somebody who's been a good friend of mine for the last 15 years or so. In 2005, Matt Lovelady founded United First Financial and grew the company to 73,000 agents across the U.S. and Canada, generating almost half a billion in revenue. In 2013 and 2014, Matt took time off to spend with his family And then he landed at Appreciation Financial in 2015 as a managing vice president. He is also founder and CEO of Empowering America and Pivotal Wealth. Mr. Lovelady, welcome, man. How you doing? Hey, it's great to be here with you, JM, and, you know, to be sharing this little stage with you and see the great things that you're doing and glad to be a part of it. Well, one of the things I always tell you, people love to hear Matt Lovelady's voice. You got a certain, that Southern draw, people just love to hear it, brother. So I'm excited to do this. Hey, you know, I obviously I talk a lot about financial services, but I think a large part, the debt side, Pivotal and Empowering America, I think it's because of your background, if I'm not mistaken. So can you share a little bit of your story and why debt is such a, you just you have a, a thing to eradicate debt. If you had any choice, they would be like, let's get rid of this stuff. So can you tell us more about that? You bet. You know, I think I think becoming debt free is one of the keys to building financial security and, a, and obtaining financial freedom. You know, in um, 1999, when I got in the financial services business, I was in that business for about a year, year and a half. And a buddy of mine kept saying, hey, move out to Utah from Louisiana, learn the mortgage business with your financial services business. And you can move back after you, you know, a year or two after you get to know the mortgage business really good. And he tried to get me to do that for a year, year and a half. Finally, the time seemed right. So in December of 2000, we moved from Louisiana, me and my wife and um, to Utah to learn the mortgage business and take that back to Louisiana with our financial services company and that I was just starting to grow. And and we came out to Utah and, and just kind of things started to explode a little bit in a good way, got in the mortgage business and really began to grow. Um, and then in 2001, with our business partner, set up our own mortgage company and that grew to, you know, we had between 30 to 40 Uh, people working for us and just beginning to grow in a big way. And, but the reason, one of the reasons why debt became so important to me is here I was a young, dumb kid from Louisiana. Um, I look up and I have, you know, 30 to 40 employees. We're doing a lot of volume and a lot of business. And I was still writing personal business at the time. I would take inbound calls, help clients out still and run the company. But I noticed that Every year and a half or so, every year, year and a half, two years, the same clients would come back to me and they'd be like, Matt, hey, it's time for me to refinance again. Rates are still low, but I need to roll this 30 or $40,000 in miscellaneous debts that I've accumulated back into my mortgage and it'll lower my payment. I know it will. And and so every every I, I would end up doing the same clients loans three, four times, you know, in a in a six, seven year period. And, and what I noticed is we are making lots of money and keep having these clients back, 
come back to us and every time they come back, I will make thousands of dollars and it seems like I kick them further and further into a financial hole. And we said, there's gotta be a better way. So I had some business partners, some other partners come to me and say, hey, we, we saw this new philosophy overseas in Europe and stuff where people would operate their mortgages differently. Instead of getting a fixed mortgage like we do, they'd get a one account, first position trustee, and they would get their paychecks and deposit it against their home and, and they would use their money a little different. So when their money's not being used, it would have a lower balance on their home. So they would, in a long period of time, pay less interest over time. So we took that concept and developed a, a software that would help guide people to pay in the least amount of interest on their home and, and pay it off in record time and, and, and be able to keep a first mortgage like we feel comfortable with here in the U S and, and that's where our company kind of grew and exploded. And, um, you know, four dumb kids, you know, doing bigger things than we had imagined. So. Well, four dumb kids with 73,000 plus employee or, uh, excuse me, agents and a, a half a billion. My, I mean, my goodness, Matt, that's uh, you were doing something right, brother. So let's just talk about the 73,000. I usually don't get into recruiting so quickly, but my gosh, how do you do that? What, how does one even conceive of 73,000? That's just incredible to me. And I'm sure anybody listening goes, I want that. I want that many people to follow me too. You know, and, and, and part of that comes with a sacrifice you know, for about a three year period for three to four days a week with a young family, um, I'd be on the road and we had probably about, you know, four to six traveling teams at any one time that would be out throughout the country doing trainings and recruiting meetings in, in cities throughout the country. And but I think, first of all, it starts with a niche. You know, you got to have a product with a niche and a winning edge. Uh, and so if you're going to distribute something and distribute it well and, and in a big, big scale, I believe your product has to differentiate you from the market. And you just can't be in, you know, another average, ordinary thing that you're trying to distribute on on sheer force or throwing money at it. So we had a niche. We were the first ones to market with what we had developed. And it just kind of the doors blew off the hinges and here we are, you know, as we are recruiting with tens and tens of thousands of agents um, pushing our story, our product, our mission. And we created just a family atmosphere of truly helping people get out of debt. You know, we in, in that in what seems a brief period of time, we help clients pay off over two billion dollars in debt. And, and, and just the beginning, they're still on our product and using it this day and and it, it truly gave people, you know, a vision of financial freedom, you know, and the cause and effect of every dollar coming through their household. You know, we're, we, we live in such a spending generation, right? We look at our neighbor with a nice new Escalade or, or and, and then here's what we want. We want a bigger, faster, stronger vehicle with them. We want a Hummer that will drive right over their Escalade, even if it's $100,000. And, and so I, I think we have and do help educate people, you know, the power of what their money can do over time instead of spend, spend, spend. And um, everybody wants financial freedom. And I think we give people a little glimpse of that. 
Well, it's truly amazing. And, and you almost have an altruistic view about this. What's amazing, though, is how much how well you've done for yourself while having that view. But I want I want to talk about what you said and the sacrifice because everybody sees, hey, Matt Lovelady, he's just he's so successful. Everything he touches turns to gold, which there's some truth to that. Don't get me wrong. But I think the sacrifice part, some of the compromising that you have chosen to do, that's the part that people miss. You are one of the hardest working human beings I have ever watched. And when you put your nose to the grindstone, I mean, like you said, you were on the road probably 50 out of the 52 weeks a year. I mean, you were really grinding. Is that just innate work ethic? Was there just a desire? Where does that come from? You know, I, I felt early on, you know, when I, I went to one year of college and then I realized that that's probably not for me. I'm not going to be an engineer, an architect or a doctor. But I had one thing planted deep in my chest that I had a big heart and ability to work and, and to figure things out and then go after it in a, in, a, in, in a big way. And so I believe that that's the one thing that I felt inside that separated me from others is that I will work with the best of them and I'll develop those skills um, to help me get ahead. Whereas a lot of people are just born with that naturally. And, and I, I wasn't born with a lot of those skills and smarts, but I, I would get out there and I'd talk to more people. I'd turn over more stones. I'd make more phone calls and I, I you know, I'd follow up more. And I think those are the things that help me. And, and, and one thing that helped me be a good entrepreneur, I think, is the ability to become and stay debt free. Me and my wife, when we first got married, we set a goal to save $12,000 our first year of marriage. Hey, we can save a thousand a month. We can do this. And I remember we saved, we sat down at the end of that year and we saved $17,000. And every year, you know, we've been married for coming on 21 years. Every year we've had these financial goals with savings, with investing, with, um, you know, charity, with these different things that, um, I think um, have helped us to get to where we're at because I believe that debt is one of, if not the biggest um, squasher of the entrepreneurial dream in America, because if people have debt that they have to service, how are they going to go and set up a new business? How are they going to quit their job and go out on their own? And, and because they have to service that debt each and every month and, and so that's a big part about recruiting and helping people to build their own business is helping them, you know, to become financially independent, you know, in some form or fashion to be able to do that, you know. So you take the sabbatical after you first and you're like, hey, man, you know what? I got I got a couple kids I should probably spend some extra time with. I'm going to do that. And obviously, we've loved having you at Appreciation Financial and you've done a great job there. But I want to get into Pivotal. And I want to talk about Empowering America because that is just taken off kind of similarly in terms of it's just you hear people talk about it and they're passionate, man. It's look, I love what we do in insurance. I love what we do with with uh, investments and financial products. There's something about getting rid of debt. Where did this come from, man? And what uh, what's kind of if I'm sitting on the sidelines as an agent going, what's this debt thing all about? Tell them more about it, brother. Well, I, I believe you're right. You know, you know, we're partners in, in, in some businesses, JM, and and in and with the financial services business, we help people with financial products. You know, we're fortunate we have hundreds and hundreds of agents across the America that help people in their living rooms and 
you know, these days on Zoom meetings, set up their financial products and those things. And people tell you, thank you at the end of the day. But when you help someone get totally out of debt, you're on their Christmas card list the rest of your life. They give you hugs and tears. I, I, here's an example. About three years ago, I was eating dinner in California, in Southern California. And I had a lady come up and give me a hug. I didn't recognize her from anyone. And she says, you're Matt Lovelady. Says, your company changed my life. You helped me to pay off my home. Since then, I've gotten one or two rental properties and, and be able to, been able to pay one of them off and do this, do that. And she explained to me what she had done over the last several years and what our company had been involved in helping teach her those principles. And, and it, it meant so much to her. And, and I think when people become debt free, I remember when me and my wife paid off our vehicle. I remember when we cut the check to pay off our, our home. You know, if, if you are debt free or have the means to be debt free, I think you can truly make your own financial decisions, whether it's starting a business, whether it's going on a vacation, whether it's taking extended periods of time off. So after you first, I, I took that year, year and a half off, spent a lot of time with my family and then um, got introduced to appreciation and, and set up, you know, empowering America and these things. And my wife said, hey, isn't it time for you to get out the door a little bit, get back to the grindstone? She loves me, but, you know, she likes seeing my butt go out the door sometimes, too. <laughs> well, I think what is so cool is how you've been able to parlay the two together, because they they both go hand in hand, just like you told the story about the gal in Southern California. So she's debt free and now she's got investment properties. Just like we help folks with, you know, uh, financial services, they need to be debt free. Or let's say we get them debt free. They need to have life insurance cover that. Can you maybe just tie that together? Because, again, I'm very familiar with the concept and I still sometimes have to remind myself, oh, yeah, make sure that you're doing the life insurance in addition or it uh, really in congruence with that and vice versa. So can you just kind of. For the layman out here, can you help just give them the simple terminology, how that works so well together? Sure. Most financial services professionals, when they're setting up a plan for someone, one of their pillars is usually get out of debt and stay out of debt or something to that language. And most I have realized over my last 21 years in the financial services business, most do not have a tool or a system to do that. It's just one of the philosophies. Hey, JM, one of the one of the pillars of the plan we're putting in place for you is to get and stay out of debt, right? Well, they don't put a, a, a process in place for them to be able to do that. And so what we've designed is one, we have a software that will help guide their financial decisions. You know, they get to see the cause and effect of every dollar coming in their household to get them out of debt. And two, you know, we have a platform that people need to realize is out there that, look, there are processes and that, that they can get rid of and eliminate and hit a reset button from a lot of their unsecured debt, their credit cards, you know, student loans, medical bills. A lot of creditors put us in a bind where we think there's no other option. I'm paying these late fees and these penalties and I'm never getting ahead. Well, there's laws and processes set up where they can eliminate those interest charges and penalties and fees and get on a process to get out from under that debt and have a fresh new start 
And, and that's the education and the processes we bring to a lot of financial planners. We've we've had a lot of financial planning groups. Some of the largest in the country have taken on our platform to help their clients eliminate their debt so they have more money to set aside for those needs like you're talking about, JM, to make sure their family's protected insurance-wise. You know, if something were to happen to me prematurely, I don't want my wife. We have little kids at home that she takes care of every day, all their ins and outs of I wouldn't want her, you know, if I didn't have life insurance or savings or money set aside, her options would be one to go live at home with her family again, her parents, right? With with our four kids still at home or two to get a job buster can the the best she could to provide the same standard of living that we currently have. Um, Or three is to, you know, be in a financial disaster. And, and so I believe with getting out of debt, we, we help free up money for people one to make sure they're protected um, with the proper insurance and, and needs for the long run for their family. And two, money we free up, stick some aside so you are able to retire and step, step aside one day. You know, everyone wants to do that. That is certainly the American dream, brother. And, and again, I think you're living it. I think you've earned it. And uh, it's something that everybody can aspire to. So if I look at the keys that we talk about, which is sales, recruiting, and leadership, you definitely can do all three, but when it comes to recruiting, brother, you have volume down in when you talk about building out distribution, I think you do it as well as anyone I've ever spent time with. You just, you get it, man. So can you talk about your philosophy with recruiting, talk about what it needs to look like in order to have a number like 73,000 or to even have the several hundred agents that you have running around with appreciation, or I, I don't even know the exact numbers for Empowering America, but I know it's significant. So what is your philosophy on recruiting, brother? So I think first and foremost is the, the same thing that my mentor and the guy that recruited me in the financial services business told me, is you got to sell the dream. You know, most everyone out there, everyone wants to be financially independent and not go work a nine to five J-O-B. Right. Everyone wants to be able to make their own decisions. Everyone wants more than the three or four weeks vacation that they're given by a boss um, a year. Um, But a lot don't have um, the know how how to do that. So I think you got to be able to sell the dream. You know, my mentor and the guy recruited me into this business is he sold me the dream and the possibility of being financially independent and be able to make my own decisions. And, and that being said is everyone wants to be able to make their own decision. No one, no one grows up and say, Hey, one day I want to go work a nine to five J O B, you know, a nine to five job where I got to be there every day, except for if I'm sick, I get a certain amount of days. Um, they give me three um, weeks paid vacation that I can use however I want you know, uh, over the last 21 years, building our own businesses give us the freedom to, you know, to make those decisions that we want. I can travel with my family when I want. Um, I can, I, I don't miss, um, when I'm in town, I don't miss many of the recitals and the ball games. And, but it doesn't take away the responsibility that I can use that as a crutch because I still got to work harder than most. I still got to do more than most to build a business bigger and stronger than most. And so I think first and foremost of, of recruiting is you got to be able to sell the dream 
And you got to be the kind of business builder that you would want others to build. You know, too many people in our society these days want to set it and forget it. And um, business where I can just set up this online business and it's going to make money 24 seven and huge money. Well, that's that's what they call a dream. That's that's not real. That might come true for somebody. And just like someone might somebody might win the lottery. But that's not how most of us are going to do it. Most of us are going to have a niche and we're going to perfect that niche and we're going to provide, you know, systems that that niche can get to more people than the than our competition right next to us. So if we don't have that winning edge and that that mentality to get after it in a big way, um, we live in a competitive world that will get run over. So when you talk about selling dream, one of the things I think you do as as well as anybody is you keep things so simple. Your life is just not complex, man. And and I mean that as a one of the greatest compliments I can give someone. Where you know one plus two equals three in your world. And when you're talking to these folks, when I watch you sell the dream, you're asking what some may be consider the hard question. But you're asking it because you care. Can can you talk just a little bit more about that? So if I'm a potential, you know, recruit and you kind of have a process and I can I can only say it because I've seen you do it so many times. You just got and it's simple, you guys. That's what the main thing I want to get across. And if Matt, if you can share it, I just think it's so impactful for people to go. That's the ticket because it doesn't need to be complex. In fact, you're making it harder if you do. So can you talk about that very process? Sure. I I believe in a mentality, just like you said, JM, of keeping it simple. You know, one of the things that attracted me to appreciation and one of the things we built into empowering America and pivotal wealth is systems that you can come into and and you just got to duplicate it as many times as you can and as many times as big of a business as you want to build. You know, I I still to this day do so many recruiting calls a week. All my kids have been with me as we've traveled, as we've been in my car on recruiting calls. And sometimes my kids hate it because I will go through these long periods of silence on the phone because I want people to work with that are going to chase after me. I, I don't lead them on a, on a call. I, you know, we'll have these long periods of conversation. My kids are looking at me and motioning to me and say, dad, just say something. And I'll have these, these periods of silence where I just want that person to tell me why they want to be somebody, why I want them to come work with me. And I believe part of those processes are tell signs of who you're going to want to be in business with. And I hope through multiple, multiple, multiple calls I do like this, that my kids learn how to step up and go after it and sell themselves. I hope that they learn through these awkward conversations when they get mad at me after these calls, like, Dad, I can't believe you're kind of mean to that person. And I'm like, I'm not mean. I just I'm I'm direct and I'm honest with them. And I want people that want to be somebody. I want people to come work with me that want to win and that are going to do what it takes to win. So I'd rather weed them out right now. And I tell my kids that. And so hopefully through processes, they're learning to be that person that wants to win and will do what it takes when it's their time to stand up and shine. You know, I do. And, you know, you've said 
you're looking for somebody that wants to be somebody. Now, quite literally, a, a couple episodes ago, TK said the exact same thing. He's looking for and was somebody that wants to be somebody. And we call that obviously drive as one of our values and appreciation. But guys, write that down. You're looking for somebody with just that. They want to be somebody, man. They really want to make a difference. So you talked about working with the right people. And one of the things, as good as you are, you have some pretty darn good um, partners in business. And one of those is Jason Brown, who we will have later on in the show but how do you find that, brother? Because finding good partners is not easy. But it seems like you just seamlessly do, man. You just kind of, oh, um, Jason and I are going to be partners now, just like Jonathan Bonnet and I were partners. And that's not an easy thing. But, man, you make it look easy. So what is – do you have a process? Are you just that lucky of a guy? Are you so crystal clear? Can you help people figure that one out? You know, when when you know, I've I've only had a few main partnerships in my working years, and and he, like you said, Jason Brown's my partner right now. And you know, when 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 Terry came in town, said time to get your butt off the couch, you know, and let's get back to work in a big way. I saw what we had here and realized how much of a niche that we had in this market. So I went to Jason, and he was head of. Um, sales and he was president of another large company and and I said Jason we have an opportunity here to be to build something big and I want you to leave what you're doing and come partner with me here and he he looked at it and you know he told me later well Matt I was saying on my breath anytime someone was as successful as you came to me and he says I, it didn't take me long to think about it that night and and because he had the skills that I felt were necessary here is he's one of the greatest trainers, presenters um, and motivators. I had worked around in my previous company. He had a large, large organization um, of thousands and thousands of people that, that worked with us. And I, I admired what he did and how he did things. So when this opportunity came along, I went straight to him and said, hey, um, this can be even bigger and you'll have a more substantial role. And I want you to come and I want you to come now. And and at the end of the day, you know, we were great friends and, um, you know, we've been great business partners ever since. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't always mean as business partners that that, um, you know, that you think the exact same way that you that picture things the same way. But a business partnerships like a marriage, you know, you might not always like each other but you sure as heck love each other and better love each other all the time. Cause at the end of the day, you're on the same team. And so that's the kind of relationship we have had and that we do have. And it, it just, you got to have that type of mentality. I believe if you're going to go into a partnership, cause most partnerships don't work um, unless you're willing to do that right there. So it's worked great for us. Well, guys, if you get a chance to see those two together, there's there's a couple commonalities here. They both tell stories as good as anybody I've ever seen. And they have a great time. I mean, there's not a moment. I swear to goodness. I, Matt, have you ever had a bad day? Has it ever actually happened, brother? You know, I, I think that's another important thing to to who we are and how we do things. In 2012, our company was enormous. You know, I had thousands of leadership across the U.S. and Canada, like you said, that had my number. And I would always get to deal with the negative of the negatives, right? And I'd deal with the good things. People would call me with great things too, but 
I made a conscious decision in 2012 that I was going to address life in a very positive way that no more negative, you know, I'll confront the negative, deal with it quickly, but I am going to dwell on the positive and, and never would anybody um, receive much negative from me, if any. And, it, it, and I made a conscious decision in 2012 not to take negative through my front door. So my wife doesn't know these days if I had the best day at the office or the worst day. Um, and, and I try to live by that. And, and I like the reason why is I love people that are like that. I love to be around people that that you feel never have a bad day. And so I made a conscious decision to be that person in the lives of others. And believe me, every now and then I have a, a slip up on that. But I try never um, to let negative um, go on to other people for me. And, and, and I think it's blessed my life the last eight years. Well, there's no question that's happened. And I will, I'm one of those benefactors that gets to be a part of your, your sphere and this uh, amazing positive influence that you truly have on the world. But it's so easy to say, Hey, I made a conscious decision and boom, there it is. We're all good, but there's gotta be more to it, man. I mean, do you have, do you have a routine that you follow? There's gotta be something that really helps you get to that point because it's remarkable. It's, it's absolutely infectious when you're around it, but I think everybody's looking to get a little bit more of that. So can you, can you maybe give a little more insight as to, so great, you made the decision 2012. What is that? How can I do that today? If I'm listening to this, how can I do the same thing? So I believe you have to have those couple people in your life that you can, you know, um, I only have a couple, you know, Jason's one of them and, and that I can, you know, any negative or any time I need to vent, I can do that with him and, and a few, you know, may a mentor in the business, but people that you have stewardship over or people that are looking to you as a leader, I don't believe you can ever put negative, your problems are negative in the business on them. So I believe you got to be, you know, um, I'm reading a book right now, High Performance Habits, and, you know, he said he makes a great statement in this book. He says, you got to be intentional about the person you want to be and the person you want to become. And so what what am I doing to be that kind of person? Am I reading the right books? Am I listening to the right podcast? Am I surrounding myself with the right people? Um, am I working out? Am I taking care of my body and my spirit and my mind and and, I, you know, sometimes you get overwhelmed because you got to be Superman to do all the things you're supposed to do. Right. If we're supposed to fit all our things in, in the day, you got to get up at three o'clock and go to bed at, at one o'clock in the morning to get your reading in, get your exercise, get your work. But I believe if you're doing all you can do, um, I, a great man once said, all you can do is all you can do and all you can do is enough. You just got to make sure and define what your all you can do is. And if that's truly all you can do, I believe you're going to have success in your business, in your home, in your marriage, in your your health. You know, your health is going to be better. And so that's, um, you know, what I try to focus on there. And and honestly, on the weekends and stuff, my email is not connected to my phone. I unplug. 
Um, and, and I promise those emails will be there on Monday. And, and I'm in my kids' life, and I'm all about their business. I, my kids are at an age right now where I am all in their grill. And, and, and I hope one day they appreciate it and still love me for that. Well, and there's no question they will. I got to so give you credit, brother, because you are not known as a reader. And you're, you know, Brendan Bouchard, High Performance the Habits. We're talking almost 400 pages of text right there, brother. That's a thick one. Good work. <laughs> it is big. And but you know what? That I think this is one of the books along my way that has helped me to sharpen some of the things I'm working on. You know, every now and then you just get the books that remind you to, hey, keep moving forward, keep getting better. But this one has helped me redefine some of my processes and stuff. And it, it, it's great. There's a reason you love this guy, man. Let's just be honest. He's from my hometown. He's a year older than me. I don't know if you know that. He's from Great Falls, Montana, brother. He, uh, We both went to the same school. Uh, he was my rival high school and graduated from University of Montana. Anyway. Oh, that's uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 good dude. So you talked about being a leadership. Let me just ask the, this is that question. But I know you have it defined in your head. What does leadership mean to you and how can most people improve as leaders? You know, I think leadership to me is consistency. You know, when I look at people that I've followed and that I have wanted to follow is they are just consistent at what they do. They don't let life or they don't let politics or they don't let things drag them away from who they are and how they do things. And that's what I've admired about some of my mentors and people I've read about. And, and, and that's been one of my goals is to be consistent. And, um, you know, how can people approve as a leader? I think that me or anyone has to ask themselves, what kind of person do I want to follow? You know, what kind of person do I want to follow? And then how do I become that person? And just like I said in this book, it says that's a part of being intentional about who we want to be. And and it's a process. You know, the last um, year and a half, I've really changed my life physically with eating better, doing better. And, and, and that's part of that process of becoming the person that I want to be. And and I, I believe we've got to all ask ourselves that question, you know, what kind of leader do we want to follow? Well, if I want to be a leader, then I should be that person. Well, you've certainly done that with so many people. You, you are an, an incredible influence influencer. You've helped so many people along the way. I love that you're continuing to improve yourself every single day. And I, I love that. Maybe my last question is one of the things you inspire so many but what really inspires you, brother? What gets you out of bed every morning to say, like, I, I'm going to go do this? What What is so inspirational to you? Because you share it with everyone else. I, I, again, I want that same cup of joe in the morning if that's what it is. But what really does that for you? You know, I know you played um, sports at a high level, JM. And, and I think what drives a lot of us forward is just that thrill of winning. And when we get in business, it doesn't have to be winning over other people, right? Our success in no way, it's not like a high school basketball game or baseball game where one of us have to win, one of us have to lose. In business, we can build big business 
and our partners and those around us all win as well. So I think the thrill of winning and accomplishing things that that I thought, you know, 20, 25 years ago before getting into business, I think the thrill of building business and seeing um, bus- uh, my business grow um, is that thrill of winning. And, and I, I think um, and I think the opposite is the the you know, the the failure. Um, you know, you hear some of these great athletes say, man, they're scared of the failure more than than that thrill of victory is rewarding. So I think we go after our businesses um, and, and, and you know, the failures, man, they I failed in my fair share of businesses, but I've gone after um, businesses in a big way and had my big successes. And, and that thrill right there is something that I think I'll never get away from. I hope I have that that um, fire burning and, t- you know, until the day they snuff out my my torch and. And, and put me in that box, you know, and, and that's what keeps me going. I believe in business. Brother, you've hit so many points today. Is there anything that I should have asked you that you're like, man, JM, you, you gotta, I, I gotta tell the world this. So is there anything I missed? You know, I, I just, um, I, I believe, you know, it's the influence that we make around those close to us and around the world. Um, you know, and, and it starts within the walls of our own home. You know, I have two sons and three daughters and I just, um, you know, I got a text from on one of my last road trips from my youngest son. He's 13. And I just texted him that morning. Hey, hey, bud, have a great day. And he said, you too, dad. I love you. And he said, work hard. And and I can't tell you how many times that my boys have heard that from me is is to work hard. You know, you can't always control the outcome. You can't control the talent level of that game or that situation, but you can control your effort level. And and I can't tell you how many times, you know, and, and it was just rewarding for him to, to get on his dad in that little text, say, Hey, you work hard today, wherever you're at, you work hard. And, 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 I believe that starts, you know, and I believe society, a good society starts the things we do in the walls of our own home. And and that's what drives me probably more than anything is, um, you know, those things in the walls of my own home and, and those five monsters that I get to call my my kids. That's cool, man. That is so cool. It's, uh, it's obviously rubbing off on them, just like everyone else you touch, man. They're just, they're being influenced in such a positive way. Speaking of that, how could our listeners connect with you online, Matt, if they were like, man, I just got to talk to this dude. How, how can they connect with you? I got to admit to you on this show, JM, I'm not a social media person. I'm not on those things. And, and I know they're effective. And one of these days, maybe I get on to, a, I just see so many people wasting a lot of, uh, of good, good time on those social media things. And, and I haven't dove into them yet, but you know, you can find us at empowering America, um, dot com or pivotalwealth.com. And, you know, we look forward to, um, you know, spreading across the U.S. and across the world with financial literacy and helping people, you know, to gain their own freedom and make their own decisions. And um, so that's where they can find me. And that's what I do. And JM, I just appreciate um, you. And I've listened to some of your podcasts here as I've prepared for this. And I, I think you're making a big splash out there. 
um, to people in a good way. And so thank you for all you're doing as well. Well, brother, I appreciate you so much. I, I really do for all the years of just being, like I said, a good friend, somebody I, I consider, you know, somebody I've worked so closely with in business, truly are impacting people, brother. And full disclosure, folks, he did not want to do this. He's like, no, you should in- interview Jason Brown. He's so much better at this. Brother, you knocked it out of the park. Everybody gets a ton from hearing from you. So thank you for taking the time and thank you for everything you do. Hey, thanks, J.M. All right, you guys, until next week, continue getting better every day. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. Our goal is to help a lot of people create life-changing wealth and get better every day. For more information or comments, please reach me at jryerson at appreciationfinancial.com or connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Keep growing, and we'll see you next time. This is the Protect Help Give Show with J.M. Ryerson. 